Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Well, my next guest is a big shot. I know I, I uh, think I preface our conversation every time by saying this, but it just gives me an extraordinary amount of glee when I talk about this. That uh, many, many years ago in Diker Heights, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York, when Joseph Takapina out of Bedford Avenue and Sidney Ferris Rosenberg out of Quentin Road went to Poly Prep together and uh, hung out with all these uh, very famous kids. You know, Gary Hanna, his father, Al Hanna, owned pastels. Danny Fogliano, his father ran the Fulton Fish Market. You know, all these, uh, you know, really impressive folks. And uh, Takapina and Rosenberg were actually picked in the annual yearbook called the Polyglot to be the least successful of the whole fifth grade. I swear to God, they had most successful, hottest, ugliest, blah, blah, blah. Two least successful. In fifth grade? Fifth grade, Luke. Joe Tacopina, who may be the most recognizable defense attorney ever, and Sid Rosenberg, who at this point is challenging Howard for the greatest radio host ever. <laughs> so with that said, here he is, the brilliant and devastatingly handsome, might I say, Joseph Tacopina. Good morning, Tac. How are you, brother? That's a true you know, story. Joe Nolan, Joe Nolan has got to do a better job, Sid. He's got to do a better job. <laughs> What, you're getting I mean, killed with traffic today? I mean, I'm listening to his reports. I'm trying to go, you know, where he says to go. He forgot to mention the Bronx River Parkway is a parking lot. So on his next update, let him please know it's a parking lot. Luke Legrano, oh Luke, Luke Legrano just said when I was here and Nolan wasn't, that never would have happened. So, um, so you're, you're going to get me in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Nolan, the Bronx River Parkway is a mess. Now, why are you on the Bronx River Parkway? Where are you heading this morning? No, no, well, I was heading to you. Um, you know, I'm on trial in White Plains. I've been in trial for the last three weeks up in White Plains, and, and I'm staying there, so I thought it would be an easy shot right down the Bronx River. Right. Um, but no, no, it didn't work out. Well, tell us about this. Sorry, I'll, I'll be in next week, brother. Okay, you'll, you'll come and visit next week. We'll go to Cipriani's. We'll have lunch, and, and uh, we'll have a good time. But tell me about this trial you've got in Westchester and White Plains because it's a pretty big case. Tell the listeners exactly what you're doing there. You've got two or three cases you're working on, always the biggest, law offices of Takapina, Siegel, and Diorio. Tell us about this specific case in Westchester this morning. Yeah, it's a horrible case. It's really the, one of the – a case that actually – you know, guts me a little bit. It's a it's a shaken baby death case. Um, wow. An innocent father is charged with 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 causing the death recklessly of his son and a seven week seven and a half week old child. And it's the evidence, the scientific evidence shows why it happened. There was a pre-existing subdural hematoma. It's scientific terms, but you know these the unfortunately you have these these rush to conclusions in these cases you know if a baby wasn't in a car accident if he didn't fall off a building if he didn't you know something right. horrific happened to him they can't figure out why a baby would 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 seize and die and and they attribute it to a conclusion by exclusion shaken baby syndrome and it's a really scary phenomenon you know i've not tried one of these cases before this 
And when I got to learn the science and the medicine, it really is scary, scary stuff. And and this poor guy, you know, has three other kids. His wife is still supporting him. They had a child after um, his his uh, his son passed. Kevin Holloway is his name, and it's uh, it's really a tragic case. And you know, I'm not afraid of the facts. I'm not afraid of the the evidence in this case. You're afraid of the emotional undertones, and 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 that's what what you know you're always concerned about. So you know, we have a jury that's out right now. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm confident that that this guy's going to be vindicated. But it's a really it's a difficult case. I, I got to tell you, my summation, which was almost four hours long, wow. Um, you know, I I. I broke down at the end a little bit, and that's that's a first for me. So, um, yeah, it's a difficult difficult case. You know, it doesn't surprise me because we were just talking about uh, well, we were talking about uh, Bernie and uh, my partner Bernie. You love as well. Is such a tough guy, and he's going through this courageous battle right now, going through the prostate cancer. We talk just about every day. He's as we speak at Sloan going through round three, but he's a rough and tumble guy. Kicked my ass in the ring 19 years ago. But uh, when it comes down to it, he's a very, very sweet guy. Same thing, Joe. You're you're one of the toughest guys I know. You're physically intimidating. You're a big-time attorney, but you're a great father. you got five kids of your own, so I have to imagine something like this has to be difficult because, hey, Attorney Anacho Takapina, you're a good human. Yeah, you know, exactly, Sid. I mean, I really – I. even sitting in my hotel room prepping this case, there were times where I just literally broke down, you know, as I'm doing almost now, as I discuss it, because the impact this had on a family, this impact, this poor baby, you know, and then, to, the, the, I mean, you compound one tragedy with another when you then, you know, this family lost their, their baby. And then to accuse the father of being culpable. Well, can, can, let me start loss. with who's actually uh, accusing him. Who, where's the accusation uh, coming from? the Westchester district attorney's office. Uh, I'm very, very, very disappointed in in that office. I really am. Uh, You know, it's just the way this case was brought. You know, we had, we had doctors, you know, changing opinions after meetings with the prosecutors. Um, We had, we had evidence that was not provided. We had, you know, opinions that were being crafted literally before even the final autopsy report was done and, and games were played. And it really, really upsets me because this is not a contest. This is not, you know, we're not talking about, you know, some some drug lord or something like that where you want to win at all costs. I mean, this is a human being with a family, um, and this family's been been really shattered by this event. And and to try and then look, if there were evidence that he did something wrong, uh, I don't even think I'd be representing him, let right. alone, you right. know, feeling bad for him. But but this is not a case. This is one of these cases that really I take very very personally. Said you know me. I mean. Yeah, all the cases, when I represent someone, I take it very personally. And I think that's what makes me effective. I think that gives me a little bit of an edge. A hundred percent. You know, I, I look at some of the politicians, too, Joe Tacopina, uh, Andrew Cuomo, for example. He, he's actually in a church a couple of days ago, the former governor. And you and I both agree that the sexual harassment stuff was ridiculous. Oh, he was at a wedding. He touched my arm. Oh, he kissed me on the forehead yeah. at a baseball. I mean, nonsense. Only sweetheart. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. But he did He did have a policy that did result in 18,000 elderly people dying, which kind of pisses me off. But you look yeah. at, at, at the – Right. So you look at the legal stuff, though, going on in and around Cuomo and even Trump. What Tisha James has been trying to do to Donald Trump – the last couple of months. I mean, all of these things, it, it's just big, one big witch hunt, I guess, at the end of the day. Even for a defense attorney like you, you must look at this stuff and just laugh. I, I laugh, and I, I laugh, and, and I also get angry. Um, you know, the Letitia James with, with Donald Trump. I mean, how about Cy Vance, the Manhattan District Attorney, former DA, right? He went after Donald Trump for five years, went to the United States Supreme Court. The United States Supreme Court, do you know how many 
<laughs> millions and millions of dollars that cost taxpayers. And what happened at the end of the day? He brought up his, you know, eighty-year-old like uh, accountant or CFO on on some, you know, charges of getting uh, a car as a benefit, not declaring on his taxes. And that was the grand finale of the five-year United States Supreme Court Donald Trump investigation. Unbelievable. And, you know, I'm seeing it with the January 6th thing, Sid. I'm seeing it with the January 6th committee. You know I represent Kimberly, right? And and we are, I mean, the, 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 the games that they're playing there, Andrew Schiff, you know, comes on uh, pretending to be uh, someone who's interested in, in the truth, and then within a second of having a dispute about the, the ground rules of an interview, he's leaking to the media. He's leaking to the media, you know, uh, the fact that we had a dispute over the ground rules. As I'm on the phone with the, the, the committee's counsel. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it really, when politics gets involved yeah. in justice, yeah. it generally sucks. I agree. So, I, um, I, I, I actually spoke here. to our mutual friend Kimberly on Sunday because <laughs> I'm so pathetic. Uh, I, I'm dying to go to Mar-a-Lago and hang out with Trump there, there specifically. So I reached out to Kimberly. He was in my book, as you are, by the way, Joe. And uh, I said, listen, me and Daniela are coming down to Florida in April. She said, listen, Junior and I just moved to Jupiter. We would love to take you. you got to come on a Wednesday night, that seafood buffet night. My father-in-law is usually there, soon to be father-in-law. So I actually uh, pressured her <laughs> into making sure she invited me and my <laughs> wife to Mar-a-Lago to have dinner with her, Junior, and Donald Trump sometime in April. How's that for a Sid move? You're a, you're a big – you are it, man. You are, you're a, you're a big-timer now. I mean, look, you're going to be a great movie, Sid. Sid, what you're doing is unbelievable to me. I mean, look, the fifth-grade thing is absolutely hysterical, right? I looked at that polygot. It's hysterical when you see all those losers, by the way, who are supposed to succeed. Sorry. Um, but, but, you know, you're now you're – now, you're not in only in TV shows. You're now going to Hollywood now, brother. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's the best. You And you are – listen, look, I listen to your show every morning. We all do. Dish does, but but you are phenomenal, and you and Bernie together are unbeatable. But you're phenomenal when you do this, and it makes me so proud to hear you every morning. Uh, so thank you. It's really it's, it's amazing. Thank it's you, really and amazing. I feel the same way about what you. What you're doing is I'm so proud of you. Thank you, and the same with you. You're the very top of your food chain as well. So thank you for that, Joseph. Let's get the two more cases in. That was very nice, Joe. Thank you. The Maxwell case drama looks like a possible oh retrial. Is that what's going on there? Oh yeah, I mean what a mess. I'm gonna tell you. You know, again. That, that was a case that, you know, the victims needed closure, so to speak. Um, they went through a trial. They testified. They're going to have to do it again, Sid. Um, based on what I read and the hearing that happened yesterday, it, what this juror did was outrageous. I mean, you know, he, he, he was apparently he claimed he was a victim of sexual abuse as a child. Well, darn it. That's a pretty important fact, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you're in jury selection, if you're being accused of aiding and abetting child abuse. Um, sexual child abuse. And, 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 you know, he was asked a question on the questionnaire. He claims he was distracted that day and he glossed over it. You know, that is not credible at all. And then worse, worse, he gives interviews, interviews. So he can't say like it didn't affect his deliberations. You know, normally the, the fix for this thing would be, and here's how the defense gets, gets sort of screwed is that the judge will say, well, did this affect your deliberations, even though you've got to to disclose that you were a victim of sexual child abuse, did affect your deliberation. No, I was fair and impartial and didn't even come in to enter into my mind. No, this guy decides to go on an interview circuit with Reuters and all these other things. And what he said was not only did it enter his mind, he used it to persuade other jurors to convict. He said, here's what it's like to be a child sexual abuse victim. Here's why you should believe these people that you don't believe. 
So to me, this is a game set and match. This is a do over. It's the worst wow. sort of violation you could have. Wow. And I don't I don't see how I don't see how this survives. I just don't. Wow. How about that? Joe Tacopino, last one. What a great conversation. This has been Joe. The uh, Emmett Till bill, the new federal law regarding lynching. What is the latest with that? Well, it's passed. I mean, you know, it's it's passed. I mean, I don't know why, honestly, this took so long. But, you know, the, the Emmett Till bill is basically a, a federal law that finally makes it a, a federal crime to lynch somebody. Now, wait, that, that just, wait, wait a second. And, and again, uh, just uh, excuse my ignorance. That just happened? You were allowed to lynch people like last year? You said after more than 200 failed attempts to outlaw lynching, Congress finally succeeded in taking this this action by passing, it's called the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. I mean, 200 attempts. Now, this guy, Emmett Till, you remember, he was a black teenager yes. who was brutally murdered yes. in Mississippi in 1955. But but for this to take, it, it's, it's I, you know, Congress has really, really got some, some issues. But, but yeah, so now, it, you know, look, it was always a state crime. You could, obviously, you could be a you know, there's a civil rights violations you could use if you're prosecuting someone who lynched someone. But now lynching in and of itself is is, is, is a crime that a federal government can prosecute um, when a conspiracy to commit a hate crime results in death or serious bodily injury. Now, so, and that's a, you know, max, max sentence is 30 years. So 30 it's years. a big it's a big, big hit. But, you know, so the, the, the moral of that story is don't lynch anybody. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, on the way out, Pete Morgan uh, wanted me to pass this along. I guess uh, your uh, alma mater, Skidmore, are they making some uh, noise in the uh, in the hockey tournament? Are they making some big noise? They sure are. It's amazing. <laughs> I was the captain of that team, like, what feels like 100 years ago. But, um, <laughs> yep, they are. I was captain of the hockey team. They're very proud of it. Hold the uh, single season NCAA single minute penalty minute record, which I'm very <laughs> proud of. It's like Joe DiMaggio's history said, I kid you not, 410 minutes in one single season. It's an NCAA record that will last forever because they've changed the rules. I used to be able to get into a fight, go into the penalty box for five minutes, come back out on the ice, get into another fight. Right. And now you get into a fight in NCAA, you're gone for three games. Oh, so funny. two fights, you're gone for like the season. So me, it was like, you know, I used to get these five minute major penalties like five times a day. Oh, that's great. Um, and it was it was great. So, but yeah, I'm so proud of them. I mean, I'm in touch with the coach, and and they're doing a great job there. It's a small little school, you know. It's a great school, but but they are making some some big waves there. All right. Um, well, you've I'm taken the uh, you've taken the gloves off in the hockey rink now, and now you're doing your fighting in courts all over the country, all over the world. And there's nobody better than you. I wish you the best of luck in uh, Westchester and White Plains this morning. Tack, come in next week. Come see me. You're great. I'll you're be brilliant. In next week. Sorry, about I love today. you. No, you were great. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much. Great, great job. Good luck today. Okay, my brother. Bye. You're the best. Joe Tacopina. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.